Welcome to the Law of Startups Podcast. I'm Mike Schneider. And I'm Joe Wallen. Thank you for being with us today. We are lucky to have with us uh, Daniela Braga, the founder and CEO of Define Crowd. Uh, Daniela, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, and thanks, Joe and Mike, for the invitation. Oh, for sure. Hey, we've, uh, I think both Mike and I have seen all sorts of great, um, great press about your company, uh, Define Crowd, and uh, it, it sounds like you're really off to a great start. Tell us about Define Crowd and kind of how you, how you came to be, found this company and, and start it and what, it, what you're working on. Sure. Well, uh, Define Crowd is a platform uh, for data scientists to collect and reach and structure high-quality training data at scale. And, uh, and, so, and we do this differently from, from others, uh, which resulted in a combination of uh, many years of experience, uh, of my own years of experience in this field, uh, which basically, uh, my, my, the thing is, it combines the best of the both worlds of the professional services uh, with the SaaS companies in the data space. Um, and the way we do it is by bringing um, built-in workflows, data workflows, which is not what uh, typically you see in our competitors. Uh, data scientists need to do all the work, so everything is already there for them, like in a, like in a menu, in a restaurant menu. Uh, you, you need some sort of data, you go to a restaurant menu, and you, have, you don't have to think about how to do it. We combine people in the loop, so what we call crowdsourcing, and machine learning to control quality and help people executing these uh, data workflows. So, uh, so basically, uh, we do, and because of my focus and my own uh, background in speech technologies and natural language processing, we started very heavily serving uh, and serving uh, forty-six languages, uh, multilingual uh, human-computer interaction support. So. A lot of the world now is uh, with the way we interact with machines is is what we call natural and uh, and multimodal, and so it's not anymore uh, through uh, mouses and uh, keyboards and everything is going to be through voice and is already through voice through language through gesture and all the like like humans communicate to each other. So it's pretty much uh, tapping into this new mainstream trend that was not like that how I started. My, it was not definitely how when I started my career. It was very science fiction back in those days, uh, 17 years ago. And these days is all over the place. You, you have cars speaking to you. You have your houses speaking to you. You have your, very soon your uh, fridges talking to you, your phones talk to you. So that's that's what we are tapping into it's in this in this need uh, across all the industry verticals of data to make these interfaces smarter interesting so a lot of it has does a lot of it have to do with understanding what people are saying to the machines and helping create better uh just better tools to make sure that speech comes through in the right way yes so it's it, it comes it has to do with uh understanding your voice Understanding your meaning, understanding the context where you come from, and all the behavior you have uh, been doing as well. So it's 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 all of that together. Yes. 
So help me understand how, like who your customer is. So it sounds like on one hand, you've got sort of a natural language processing uh, system, uh, but then you also mentioned that you, you, I guess, help, help source data or, or you have um, data that's available to people that are trying to train their own machine learning algorithms. That's, is that right? That, that's, that's correct. So we, we essentially started as a, as a, we started, so there's two things to, to build uh, an intelligent system. On one hand side, you need uh, lots and lots of data because uh, the world and the uh, scientific paradigm changed from rules to big data. So machines now don't learn anymore with rules. They learn with big data that is structured and, uh, and through complicated machine learning systems, it learns the very several layers of, of these features. And on, one, on the other hand side, you have the machine learning piece. So uh, while most of the data science companies are looking at, uh, at these machine learning models or, or training um, environments for machine, for, for machine learning models, we very few are looking at data or how to supply data to all of these uh, machine learning models that these days consume big data and not rules like before. So that's, so that's what, what exactly... What are some examples? What are some examples of the type of data that you have? Of course, I mean, of uh, course. Yeah. So think about uh, a system like Alexa, right? Uh, and of course, I'm all around the data, the part of the voice and speech, but I'll get soon to visual, to vision, vision uh, because basically what we're here doing in the AI space is mimicking the human behavior, the human senses in the in a few capacities, and in, in our case, very much in the in the language understanding, in the in the language production, and in the vision part. So we, we because when you hear about AI, a lot of people uh, use it too broadly. Uh, AI is really uh, replicating humans in we mainly in our. Um, intelligent capacities of, uh, of communication, of motion, of actions. Not, uh, not everything is really AI. A lot of things are just machine learning, which, which basically supports everything. So, but uh, you asked me about examples of data. So think about a system like Alexa or Google Now or Cortana. They, they, and these big clients, which some of them are ours, so pretty much all of them, um, are building multilingual systems pretty much for consumer oriented. Uh, we do work with uh, many others who don't uh, produce just big consumer solutions. They they produce B two B solutions as well, which are uh, frankly another area of challenge uh, because consumers are yes challenging, but the enterprises are way more demanding in these types of systems. But basically, uh, think about Alexa. Think about uh, your, these days you can order Starbucks coffee from your Alexa at home or play music or make a purchase. And so in order to uh, – each of these things I mentioned is a different domain. It's what we call a different domain. And each of these things uh, requires specific types of data. It's, it requires uh, – uh, probably a good uh, 500 people just to launch a product, a commercial product. 
or a skill, what uh, Alexa calls uh, skill. It requires uh, uh, 500 people saying five different ways of ordering coffee or, mm. or, or ordering and f- saying and, uh, and that speech needs to be translated, uh, sorry, transcribed into, into written form because people interact as well. There's, there's a couple of components in these systems. You have the voice part of it, which is the automatic speech recognition. There's a text or the understanding part, which is the natural language understanding. Then you have the natural language generation and the text-to-speech, which is the the voice output. So every single of these pieces, especially the first two blocks I mentioned, require lots of people saying variations of that. And and dialects are important, accents are important, um, and, and, uh, and then adding meaning to this. So after you have the voice, you transcribe it, you add structure, semantic structure, you identify, okay, this is domain, purchase, coffee. Uh, actually, it would be, this is the intent, purchase something, and coffee would be an entity. So it goes down to this level of detail. And now think about all the domains of knowledge that our machines are helping us to execute our daily tasks. And think about, now, this is the American English market, but I want to deploy my product in Europe, where there's uh, another 50 languages there. Same, same thing, you, you got to go uh, from the beginning, uh, do this again. And this is, again, our competitive advantage. There's, there's very... I mean, there's only professional services providers because they use the brute force of big uh, manpower, uh, using manpower and uh, staffing companies to help can supply the people. They can supply the platform technology to control quality because every time you introduce people in the loop, it sounds very interesting, but it's very complicated to get people working together without mistakes (laughs) and getting high quality without mistakes. And that's how, when our uh, patent uh, protected machine learning comes in. So you guys do, uh, it sounds so, do you guys, you guys do the, the professional services piece as well? Or where, where you, no. Uh, no, no, but so we, we compare, tools, I, I mentioned prof- it's, it's a platform for data scientists not to have to interact with us the way they traditionally interact with professional services. Because the, the thing is, when I was myself before, data scientist, director of data scientists, and uh, um, what we, we typically, if we couldn't do in-house, which quickly was the case, we would start in-house also to uh, specify the process because we would have to uh, specify the process to a vendor. Uh, we quickly realized we couldn't go fast or quick or, or, or scaling with scale, the scale that was required. We would hire a vendor. And typically, and in the past, I, I tried them all. I tried the professional services, the typical consulting companies who do everything for you, right? Everything you tell them to do. They, they really usually not, don't, do not have enough understanding of your field. So it's a high, um, high maintenance type of relationship. You got to explain them everything. You spend hours on the phone explaining what you need. Uh, or you go to kind of the more SaaS-looking uh, companies like Mechanical Turk or Crowdflower, 
where uh, it's it's more the type of thing I like. It's more self-service. You don't have to talk with anybody. You you have a platform there. However, you have uh, a lot of um, you have a lot of constraints uh, on how you want to deploy certain your your workflows, especially because these platforms are not meant to handle uh, multilingual uh, data. And they're not, hand, uh, they don't have the the right setup for that and tools and multilingual data and 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 NLP related natural language processing related data. So that this is the this is why this is what I mean by we do bring. However, professional service providers bring in general higher quality of to your product. They all have problems, but they bring a little higher quality because you have a dedicated program manager to your project and so on. Whereas in the SaaS companies, um, you you use a product and you barely interact with anybody. Uh, so that's that's when I mean that we combine the best of two worlds because we bring the the highest quality, and we bring this uh, independent uh, approach uh, and autonomous approach. At the same time, uh, transparent. You see everything that's going on to your data uh, instead of just receiving a black boxed. Uh, output without knowing exactly what happened to it and where did it come from. So is it like a kind of like a mechanical Turk type service, but specific to but sophisticated. And, 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 yes. and with, 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 with people on the platform that speak different languages and that can. So, so if you say, I want to, I want almost like a localization or a translation type of a service where it's like, I want this, I want this data, but I want yeah. it in, 50 languages and your platform is set up to be able to produce that in a way that mechanical Turk, you probably have to create it from scratch. Mechanical Turk, you would have immediately a couple of things, which is a typical problem with these SaaS companies. Number one, the language coverage. Uh, There's really not uh, the scale. We have our platform right now has 8,000 people uh, uh, worldwide in 53, 53 plus countries. Being, of course, most of the markets in the 43 languages, uh, the North American markets, European markets, and top uh, Asian. But that's, a, that's exactly right. Your, the, the, our clients immediately, I mean, those platforms and some of our competitors, they mainly operate in the U.S. market. They mainly operate also in very simple uh, classification tasks, uh, like the the cat, 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 dog, cat, 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 dog, and the image tagging typical examples. They really not uh, operate in everything that has to do with language because you got to set it up yourself. And typically our clients, uh, some of them are more sophisticated, some are less, but all none of them want to spend 80% of their time around data. That's that's the, the commonality, uh, which is which is what it takes to get the right uh, output. And we all have seen what happens to a product if you are not paying attention to the data, not just uh, not just the cases where in a lot of the automotive industry cases, which I worked a lot closely, uh, uh, where you have uh, a lot of um, product people not using the product. So that's one problem. The other problem is when you have a, uh, a, a new a piece of news like we had last year, like Microsoft Day, uh, the little tweet bot from Microsoft Research, very well mm-hmm. intended. Long, no, no, did you guys did you did yeah. you guys hear see that exactly? Joe, did very you well see intended. 
That's when Microsoft uh, Tay. Was, was it Tay? Microsoft. I can't. I can't remember what the name of it was, but Tay. she started tweeting, tweeting racist. Uh, That's right. You know, yeah, yeah. The, the the AI bot got got pretty racist pretty quick. And because it was again learning from the, it was real time unsupervised learning. Which that is good. That is in theory a good uh, thing. It's a good technology. What the researchers did not account for is that people started to mess up with the with the bot, sending all sorts of uh, nasty racist uh, tweets uh, that the bot learned instead of by, and immediately skewed all the the, the sampling <laughs> of the bot. So they had to shut down the service in twenty four hours. Um, but that 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 has to do with the fact that data was not being structured. The unsupervised technique is a different problem. I, I, I like it, but again, needs to go, the data needs to be structured. The data still needs to be supervised. <laughs> the, the technology may not, but the data needs to be. And so, so especially you know, these kind of things. Mm-hmm. When you're thinking about, I've never done any machine learning that involves sort of, um, I don't know, d- defining intents and things like that, but, but I've looked at a, bit, a bit about how Siri works because I use, I, I've developed for the iPhone. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so I'm curious. Do you do you see uh, so, some sometimes when you think about like Alexa, uh, you think about it. People will talk about Alexa like it's AI or it's machine learning based, and and that, that's true to some extent because of the the you know detecting what you're saying. And I imagine you know that the whole language detection, um, the translation from voice to to text. But a lot of but, but Alexa, at least in its current standpoint, stand in its current state. Uh, seems a little bit more like um, you know, kind of like almost like a command line mm-hmm. prompt, or like 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 it's it's so so trying to 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 look at a piece of text and figure out what intent it belongs in, and then executing that intent seems a little bit more like like you said, supervised and menu driven rather than than truly understanding what the user wants. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on that. Are, are is that stuff getting better? Is is are those? It sounds like you do a bit of work with with the AI assistants and. Uh, it's, are, are they getting smarter, do you think, uh, in terms of understanding what you want? Or is it really just processing the words you say as a command and then figuring out which command uh, to, mm-hmm. to run? Yeah, what do you think? Well, well Alexa, the, the, what is published to the developers allows you to quickly, of course, the developers also right now until the moment don't have access to large amounts of data. If they want to bring, if they want to build a, a um, and, and on Alexa, you raise a very interesting point. It's actually not something that many people catch. There's different components. There's, a, there's parts that are completely uh, st- statistically driven data AI parts. And there's parts that are still a bit rule-based, even, even in certain components of the language piece. Uh, uh, speech recognition was always, uh, is always 10, or we usually say that, uh, text text to speech, which is the speech output, the synthesis, the voice, the synthetic voice, and some pieces of the NLU part, the natural language understanding, are still ten years behind uh, speech automatic speech recognition, where you already see uh, way more unsupervised, way more deep learning, way more advanced um, technology there. But uh, what the what Alexa is allowing is that pretty much anybody can build a bot with a few rules, uh, but it's not how everybody, and especially the whole uh, Amazon in-house teams are building it. 
uh, right? It's just, uh, it would not be a good way to bring it out to developer ecosystem if you had to bring as much data as the um, Amazon teams themselves bring in-house. In so you can already do something with it, with, some, with a few rules and, and, and make it sound like it's an intelligent system, but it's still rule-based in the way it is built to the developer's ecosystem. Absolutely. No, that makes sense. But, that makes sense. You can't, if everybody has to be a machine learning expert, then you're not going to have a whole lot of Alexa skills. Um, but the good thing about that is that because it's all in the marketplace, you can tap into a lot of skills uh, and, and combine them, right? Uh, I think that's the, the good thing about this Alexa uh, ecosystem. I, I frankly am fascinated by how fast Amazon has evolved in this sense uh, so quickly compared i i've i've, I've watched them raise uh, rise and shine uh, in a moment where they they were they didn't exist in the community uh, this started in 2010 the first time they had a an appearance in uh, the biggest conference of the, of the in the space which is interspeech so yeah it's interesting to see i mean amazon's tried a number of things in the consumer product space and like their phones have kind of tanked and and um, not everything they put out has has been, been well received but Alexa seems like it, it it's it's the right product I, I've, I have at this point I have six six Alexas in my house um, wow. you know and, and, I mean and I'm not I'm not like a Alexa super fan but it's just that the dots and for instance are only about thirty dollars a piece and yeah. and um, you know it's I guess I guess it's a good product. I, I don't know. At least in my, I don't. I'm not like a huge fan of it. But somehow it's managed to say, "Oh, maybe I should get one more. Maybe I should get one more." And then, uh, you know. So, so I mean, it's it's a they they've done their job on me, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's they're definitely doing something right. But what's what I think is interesting about why why I think Alexa's maybe more successful than than some other products, even like like Siri. Um, you know, I don't use Siri at all, but I use Alexa all the time. And I think mm-hmm. part of it is uh, Amazon. Maybe they didn't they didn't overstate what series what what Alexa is capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what I mean? Like like so yeah. if, you, if you bring out if you bring out a personal assistant and you tell the world ask this ask the assistant anything anything they'll, they'll yeah. just they'll just take care of it. Like like you're just setting people up for disappointment. And the first time you Absolutely. ask Siri to like hey Siri you know what time is the next train to wherever and and it says I'm searching Google for you or you know. <laughs> I mean, or as soon as you start asking questions and you start getting bad answers, like it, more than fifty percent of the time, you just stop yeah. asking because it makes you feel stupid, right? You're, yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. Like, oh, I guess I guess I was too dumb to. to I, I guess I was fooled into thinking that Siri could have answered this, but Alexa, I don't know. Maybe they just do a better job of saying like we do one thing: we play music. Yeah, or, you know, we we can play we can we can play you a news report. We can. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just doesn't do very much. And for some reason, yeah. that makes it more compelling or more useful. It, it's, it's very right. You're very right, Mike. It's the setting up the expectation is very important. Uh, that's, why, that's why we've been more successful ourselves. Uh, well, we serve them all. We serve the big clients that are, like you're saying, uh, and serving, uh, basically producing these types of products for consumers in every domain, which is super risky. Uh, and we serve those who uh, we serve those, and we are now that I since we are talking, I can tell you that besides our data platform that is going to be out in, 
in, by the end of the year. Our f- full, fully baked, uh, released to market version of our data as a, as a service platform. Uh, it's in alpha version now, and it's going to be completely out in the end of the year. We also are starting to train uh, intelligent assistants, but domain specific to some of the big corporations that have um, uh, that are in a certain domain. So basically personal assistance or pieces of personal assistance to tap into call center support and customer service support. Um, basically the, the voice part and the chatbot part. But you cannot be good at everything in language. You, you got to focus. That's why, like you said, Alexa made a good job uh, basically setting up the expectation that we only do this in this skill we do the same. We only do this in the, let's say, energy domain, or we only do this in the um, in the navigation domain, right? We don't. No one can be uh, can have a great. No one can build a system like that that is great without focusing in a domain and in a product. Mike, you guys yep. there? Right? Yeah. I'm here, yeah. Here, Mike, yeah. Yes. <laughs> For a while, you, I, yeah. So this is that's that's very. So this is why we feel like um, the success of our product in the voice and speech, the voice and the language piece, um, is is picking up so fast. As much as we are, we yes, we handle image processing because some clients come to us and ask for image. Yes, we 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 handle video. We have our crowd and we and we source it from the web and we source it from people. People taking pictures of their families, people taking pictures of their surroundings, uh, people taking their own, recording their voices and their families and friends' voices. So we do all of that, but it's still uh, interesting enough. The biggest uh, demand is on the voice and language uh, in the multilingual markets. So we have clients in the US, in Japan, in Korea, in Europe. Um, with and we're going to be two years old in uh, August 15. So it's coming, it's coming. We're we're still, we're, we're still crawling. (laughs) (laughs) So so how can, how can people find out more? What's, what's the best place for them to visit? And um, I don't know what kind of, uh, I assume you're looking for folks that are interested in good, high quality data in in the machine learning algorithm for machine learning training. Is that, is that a, Accurate? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Well, you, we. I mean, we have a trial program. Uh, if you go to definecrowd.ai/disrupt, uh, you have a. Uh, you can go. It takes you straight. So definecrowd.ai/disrupt takes you straight to uh, our website for the trial version. Uh, right now, our trial doesn't have a limit. Uh, when it's launched, the product is launched, it will. We'll have to, we still didn't decide something between two weeks to a month. Right now, everybody is still in the trial version. Uh, all the clients are on the trial. So because we are bug fixing and, and, fi- and of course, getting feedback. But, yes, yeah, so our um, so we have two, two, two groups of clients, basically. The ones who are building the Alexis of the world. And those have big data science teams in-house, 300 scientists. Uh, they don't need to be told what to do, but they need large amounts of data. And then there's the rest of the world. So the rest of the world is bigger than the big, big Amazons of the world, if you, if you think about it, right? It's the, 
insurance companies, the banking, the fintech, the uh, automotive, the uh, energy companies. So it's, it's retail, media, it's everything. So those guys, as much as they would like to have the three, they, they can afford them. It's not like they cannot afford 300 data scientists in-house, except that there's not 300 data scientists in-house for every single big cor- corporation of the world anymore. Because this area um, bump, uh, basically bumped so quickly that uh, universities couldn't catch up with the demand of the market. And so uh, that's where uh, we are doing our share ourselves. Of course, there's a, a few other. You see that there's a, all the AI companies that start, they get acquired immediately. So we're, we, we started with the data. It's still our main core product, our main source of revenue. But we are already serving a few of those others who, to whom we're serving data and models for their custom support uh, needs in uh, domain-specific areas and language-specific areas. We, we are mainly doing that in Europe and Asia because the U.S. market is pretty crowded and it, we would, it would put us directly in competition with a lot of our clients. But outside the U.S., there's a much bigger world, although sometimes a lot of companies here uh, think there's nothing else besides the U.S. It's very U.S.-centric. But the rest of the world is as big as is bigger than the U.S. in many ways. Uh, if you if you look at cert- certain markets, specifically Japan, it's like the third biggest uh, economy of the world, for example. Hmm. It's really so fascinating. Op- so there's yeah. opportunity. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, Mike. So there's opportunities for individuals to sign up to do jobs, right? I mean, this is kind of interesting, mm-hmm. kind of fun, and make and apparently get yes. paid a little bit of money uh, via PayPal or something by contributing to the. To, to doing jobs. So tell us just a little bit about that. I mean, how do Absolutely. So there's the other side of our business, which is the, so we are, uh, we build, we're building a marketplace of work, of uh, continuous work. And uh, this is not a new concept. Uh, the, the paradigm of work, uh, the, how we, millenn- how millennials and the generation after uh, is, is working is, is really, on uh, on whenever they want, uh, no fixed timetables, uh, on the go, on their phones, and so this is this is not new. A lot of uh, uh, some of, a lot of companies do that. A lot of competitors uh, have these marketplace concepts, not just in the data space. In there's there's crowdsourcing platforms to 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 for data scientists for designers. For freelancers, for translators, uh, there's there's all of the, even for voiceover like this in podcast. So there's there's crowdsourcing com- companies doing all of these types of uh, skilled and speci- specific type of work. What we're doing is basically tapping into this trend, uh, but uh, it's not that little amount of work. So differently from our competitors, we do pay above minimum wage. And the reason why is because, um, number one, uh, we, we want to have, we, we are building reputation among our crowd that we are, uh, uh, we are here seriously creating um, a, an opportunity of uh, work. I mean, they can, they could, in theory, uh, work full time for us. 
uh, we don't want but they they are in w9 so it's a different conversation we don't want them full-time necessarily because of the implications on benefits but but that's the the whole nature they they can work whenever they want and actually we've we've been finding a lot of interesting threads in reddit which is a good uh, platform to see how our crowd communicates with uh, with everyone so people communicate with each other they exchange um, even yesterday I saw one of those Reddit uh, posts they exchanged information about us against our competitors and they say oh no you gotta do this in the fight crowd it's way better than another competitor in town for example in Seattle because of this and that and that so it, this is good we are building we want our crowd to feel like this is a place where they can do fun work they can make not really they don't make three dollars an hour like in many places like mechanical turks and some other places and because of that we also uh, already um but we also are demanding with our people we are we have we have work so we have this qualification task concept and language tests we have tasks that I, I was seeing one of, about Korean entity tagging yesterday. One of them, I, I, I literally see saw uh, literally saw something like uh, out of two hundred and I don't know nineteen people, only two passed the test. <laughs> so we and because of because of that, we we can be demanding. We can tell you, look, oh, we ban people. We ban people every day, every hour from the job from the from the work so our competitors don't do that this is all our machine learning working uh by looking at patterns of quality uh, across many varieties and i think people still they like that they don't we don't they don't they 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 try to cheat is human nature uh and this is why also our clients like us because they guarantee we, we are fully accountable on quality we don't tell them well, sorry, it's your fault. You didn't specify this well, and because of that, now you're t- t- you're getting this, and it's not our fault. It's your fault. You you should know better. No, we 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 should know better. We are the specialists in data, and we are taking accountability on that. And so our people, same thing. We ban them. We <laughs> but we demand from them, but we also bonus them and i i think they're overall we're building an interesting community we're very soon going to split our brands for the crowd uh, between us uh, between the the enterprise side and the crowd this is kind of brand brand new official uh, telling you here in uh, in this um, conversation and simply because it's a very different people uh, different audience right one thing is the enterprise serious clients and another thing is this community of people who um, who are really helping us build build this AI world? Uh, very excited about these tasks. Having a, they don't know who they're working for. They just know they're working, of course, for the fine crowd. Uh, and we make them go through a, a whole bunch of legal paperwork as well, and a lot. And we localizing their language and stuff like that. But but they're uh, they're they're there they we i used to work so i can tell you i i used to use other of our competitors platforms in my past lives and i it was very clear that from the community we were using let's say i target 100 people only 20 would would be active there in our case whenever we launch a campaign uh, and and that's actually great numbers we launch a campaign let's say for the same 100 people we have immediately 50 responding. 
This is very different from the 20% of mm, in, uh, actives in the, against the 50. This, is, this, this tells you something. We have very little churn even in the crowd. And that's because we treat them fairly. And, um, and I think they, they like that. Wow. Well, that's really exciting. We super appreciate you having on the show, uh, having you here with us today. Um, so folks who want to know more about this, um, yeah, definecrowd.com. And Daniela Braga, the CEO and founder, congrats on um, working on such a cool, fun thing. I'm excited to do some jobs. I've, I've signed up. I'm, I'm <laughs> You'll have to pass the tests, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I might have troubles, but yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. I'll give it a try. We can give a second chance. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thank That's you. Great, great. Thank you. It was well, a thanks. pleasure being here. Yeah. And so thanks, great. everyone else, for listening. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you all next week. Thank you.